Job chapter 10. Grief teaches us things, and that's why grief and suffering are so important in our lives. As much as we don't like it, you find meaning in tragedy. In the last chapter, Job learned through his suffering that he needed a mediator between him and Father God, because he needed somebody who understood what he's going through and could plead for his forgiveness to the Father on his behalf, and that is Jesus Christ. So in his suffering, he realized his need for Christ. In this chapter, he's going to continue speaking. Verse 1, My soul hath been weary of my life. I leave off my talking to myself. I speak in the bitterness of my soul. Job says that he's going to continue talking about his suffering because he can't be quiet. His suffering is too great. 2. I say unto God, Do not condemn me. Let me know why thou dost strive with me. He's asking God, Why are you attacking me as if we're in a fight? All I want to do is get forgiveness. And it feels like God is striving with him, but little does Job know God is very proud of him right now. All of heaven and the demons are watching Job and seeing that he still loves God even though he's suffering. 3. Is it good for thee that thou dost oppress, that thou despisest the labor of thy hands, and on the counsel of the wicked hast shown? He's saying, Does it help you, God, to oppress your own creation, which is me, and to listen to the counsel of wicked men? Because his friends, they have good intentions, but what they're saying is wicked. They're speaking lies about Job, and yet they're still allowed to speak. For eyes of flesh hast thou, as man seeth, seest thou? Job is saying, Do you have the mind of a man that you wouldn't understand that what they've said about me isn't true and that I only seek your forgiveness? He needs a mediator who understands what it's like to be a man, but he also needs a father who is the supreme God who doesn't know what it's like to be a man. And we have all of that in God. We have God the Father, who's always been in heaven, and we have God the Son, who knows what we've been through. 5. As the days of man are thy days, thy years as the days of a man. Job knows this isn't true, but he's telling God, you're acting like a man, like you don't understand what I know you should understand. You're acting like you don't know me, just as my friends are acting. They're pretending that I'm a sinner and that they don't know me. And you've seen everything I've ever done, and yet you're acting like they are. Now, in a sense, this is true. God is acting like a stranger to Job. But this is part of his testing and part of his trial, and it glorifies God in heaven. The angels and the demons are all watching, and every moment that Job remains faithful glorifies the Lord. 6. That thou inquirest for mine iniquity and for my sin seekest. Job says, you're looking to find fault with me. But this isn't true. God isn't looking to find fault with Job. He's showcasing Job to all of heaven as an example that he can be loved, even in suffering. Our God is so great that he's worthy of love, even when we suffer. And that's what Job's life proves. 7. For thou knowest that I am not wicked, and there is no deliverer from thy hand. Job says, you know I'm not wicked, and yet I can't escape your wrath. 
8. Thy hands have taken pains about me, and they make me together round about, and thou swallowest me up. He's saying, your wrath is swallowing up my life. God is a consuming fire, and he will swallow us up, either for eternal damnation or to purify us. But that's what's happening to Job. He's actually getting purified because his faith is getting tested, and his love for the Lord is getting tested. So he's getting purified, but he doesn't understand that. He's in so much pain that he actually thinks he's going to be destroyed. 9. Remember, I pray thee, that as clay thou hast made me, and unto dust thou dost bring me back. Job says, Remember, I was made from the dirt, and I am going to become dirt again when I die. 10. Dost thou not as milk pour me out, and as cheese curdle me? This is pretty graphic. He's saying that his life can end just as you would pour milk into a cup, and that his life can be destroyed just as you could put lemon juice in milk and curdle it. 11. Skin and flesh thou dost put on me, and with bones and sinews dost fence me. To fence is to contain. Our sinews and our bones contain our body in place, and the skin and the flesh covers our body. So it's like a boundary. Job is saying that he's encased in this body of pain, and he can't get out. 12. Life and kindness thou hast done with me, and thy inspection hath preserved my spirit. Job says, You gave me life, and you gave me favor at one point. 13. And these thou hast laid up in thy heart. I have known that this is with thee. Job says, I know that you love me, or at least you loved me at one point, and you know all that you have done for me. 14. If I sinned, then thou hast observed me, and from mine iniquity dost not acquit me. Again, Job is saying that after he has sinned, God never forgave him. Now this is wrong. God did forgive Job. He is blameless, as God told Satan. But Job thinks he's suffering so much that maybe God did not forgive him. But that isn't true. Job is confused. He was forgiven. 15. If I had done wickedly, woe to me, and righteously, I lift not up my head full of shame, then see my affliction. Job says, whether I'm wicked or righteous, I still can't lift up my head. I still carry shame. It's because of his affliction that he carries shame. This happens to anybody who goes through a tragedy. There will always be some element of shame because our life is being attacked and it's not normal. A lot of people see that as a sign of disapproval when your life gets attacked. Because in most cases, you usually have sinned and brought it on yourself. But in the case where you haven't brought it on yourself, most people would still see it as something that you deserved, and that's why it's shameful. 16. And it riseth as a lion, thou huntest me, and thou turnest back, thou showest thyself wonderful in me. Wonderful and awesome mean really close to the same thing. Awe-inspiring, great, mighty and overpowering. In today's language, we use awesome and wonderful for just about anything, but in older times, these kind of words would only be used to describe God. And Job is saying, you're as a wonderful or awesome lion that I cannot escape. 17. Thou renewest thy witness against me, and dost multiply thine anger with me. Changes and warfare are with me. Job is saying, you haven't forgotten my sin, 
you are still at war with me. Now, Job was forgiven, but he doesn't understand it because his pain is so great. And neither do his friends. They're more confused than he is because they think that he never repented. They think it's that bad. 18. And why from the womb hast thou brought me forth? I expire, and the eye doth not see me. He's saying, Why did you let me even come out of the womb? 19. As I had not been, I am. From the belly to the grave I am brought. Job said, Because I'm only going to die anyway, as nothing. It would have made more sense if you never let me live. 20. Are not my days few? Cease then, and put from me, and I brighten up a little. 21. Before I go, and return not unto a land of darkness and death shade. When he said, Cease then, and put from me, he was saying, Go away from me, so that I can get a little respite, a little rest, from your wrath. Then he says, That way I'll get a little bit of rest before I die, if you just cease from me now. Because his pain is so great, and it won't stop. Job is asking God, Can you just back off a little so that I don't feel pain right before I die. 22. A land of obscurity as thick darkness, death shade, and no order, and the shining is as thick darkness. Job says that he's going to go to a land of darkness when he dies. Well, this isn't true because outer darkness is for those who are not children of God. It's in the outskirts of hell. And Jesus mentioned it in the New Testament that those who are condemned to eternal wrath, some of them will go into the lake of fire, some of them will go into outer darkness. And Job thinks that what he deserves must be outer darkness, and that must be where he's going. Well, he's wrong. But Job thinks that God is very angry with him, and that when he dies, he's going to go into outer darkness. So you can see Job is confused, but his friends are more confused because they think that he deserves all of this. Job knows he doesn't deserve it because he repented and he asked for forgiveness. But where his confusion lies is that he doesn't think that he was ever forgiven, that for some reason God is still holding him accountable for his sin. And that concludes Job chapter 10.